My teen is so emotional when they perform. How do I help them? when I performed. I was emotional too. I was emotional when I coached. <laughs> All of the above. I think I was more emotional when I played than when yeah. I coached. You, kept, you but, kept it together extremely well. You're actually one of the people that I, I appreciate being around because I think you taught me a lot. I love the face. But, but you did. Yeah, but I'm thinking of the... T- I, <laughs> there's so many... So many good reasons to get emotional. There are. It's And frustration drives so much of it. It's like things, well, it goes back to the controllables more than anything else, okay? Event plus response equals outcome. We don't control the events. We do control the response and we want to control the outcome, but all we can do is influence it. Yes. And that's the frustration right there is we want, and I think that's why kids get so emotional in their performance situations is they have an outcome that they want or they that they think you're, you want as a parent or... It, all the all the reasons, and then when they don't get it or they can't make it happen, it frustrates them so much, and that shows up with anger. It shows up with tears and sadness, anxiety off the charts, depression. All of these big emotions come up when you get that sense of frustration from not being able to control the outcomes. Yes, and then it's exacerbated when <laughs> it's. Uh, and I'm thinking of sport examples yeah. when it's. Uh, a certain game against yep. a certain opponent. Yeah. Or the rivalry. There's an, a certain official mm-hmm. that shows up. That never happened. No, <laughs> no, never happens. But that, all of those things come in, and that we, life is emotion. And we want, life would suck without emotion. We want to have these emotions. And the fact that we want to have them and that they're so important to our journey as a human being highlights what we want to talk about today. And that's because we're all about skill building. We want to help our parents feel like their skills are growing, which will allow them to coach their teens in a, in a better way that will help them to help their kids grow. But this skill of emotional regulation is huge. Everybody feels those emotions. We all feel big emotions. Some people you know, they, they feel them in a different way. They're not as outwardly felt, but they still feel them inside. I've known guys that I've worked with, coached with, that they, they seem really rough and tough on the outside and you don't ever really see them engage emotion, but they feel it so deep. And then every once in a while, you'll see it come out and you're like, oh yeah, those emotions are in there. And so for, even for the stoic people, they still feel emotion. That's all, it's all part of being a human being. So how do we regulate emotion? The number one way, and this comes from a lot of the psychological research. If you can, if you need to put me on the clock, do it because I think this the, I might get a little nerdy here. The nerd clock is set for seventy-five seconds. Set for stun. It's seventy-five seconds. Okay. So in the research, they've identified that the single most influential thing with our emotional regulation is the modeling. Who the the important people in our life that we see how they respond to emotion. So we're learning from these people. We're learning from these people. And that's parents. More often than not, it's going to be the parents that are setting the tone for that and being the people that are modeling emotional regulation. When the parents are okay, 
and show that they can work their way through it doesn't mean you have to hide your emotions or anything like that. It's making sure that you manage those emotions. Don't let them overwhelm you. So when I hear you say manage, this this uh, another word came to to mind, which I don't think I don't think you mean this, but I think some people feel that this means you have to suppress mm. your emotions. That and, that comes up I a mean, lot in uh, people think that emotions are like bad. Emotions are part of being a human being. They're not good or bad. They just are. And then how we deal with them is, but I, I feel bad when people, there's a kid that I worked with or work with and they, they have a really hard time. They have big emotions, especially in, in bigger games. Those emotions will get really big, but then the trash talking and the other stuff that goes on, they engage their emotions in, in a negative way. And so one of the things I'm working with them on is how do you handle the emotions in those big moments? And the kid that I work with has been told in the past to just ignore it. And I think that's common advice for us, especially like with the trash talking or things, those emotions pop up and we're like, oh, just ignore it. Just, you know, don't, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Well, if I tell you not to think about pink elephants, what are you going to think about? I just... If you don't say pink elephants, you're going to mess this up for me. If I tell you not to think about pink elephants, I, what are you going to think of? Well, yeah, I was just thinking of Seth Godin's book, uh, Pink Zebra. But okay. anyway. But yeah. you got there because of something that... Yes. That, and there was, the zebra was standing next to the herd of elephants. There you go. Because yeah. you went on a safari in your mind in the land of pink. But when we don't think about it, it's usually what we end up thinking about. So this kid's getting advice where it's like, don't think about it. Well, yeah, if you tell yourself that, that's all you're going to think about. Now you're too focused on the trash talking. So the trick becomes, can you acknowledge the emotions that pop up and then refocus back to something that's more beneficial? And this is why this is such a skill and it's so hard for, for us. I know I still struggle with it. I'm 49. And it's very normal for us to have a hard time learning to manage these emotions. And that's why really the only way to do it, especially for kids, is to see people manage their emotions well. Don't suppress them. Don't stuff them down. Deal with them. You can put them off and deal with them later. But emotions are like, emotions are like your annoying little dog that wants to be played with, that gets really yappy and will, won't leave you alone unless you like throw it a bone in the corner or something. And then it will come back. And your emotions are kind of like that. They'll be the yappy little dog and they always have to be dealt with in some way. But so, you can put it off. So what I'm hearing here is that the parents could actually be helping their, helping their teen performers by modeling this in the kitchen. Yes. Modeling this on a road trip. Modeling yep. this in the living room. All the time. Whereas I, I would have just initially thought that for parents, we're just going to immediately focus on the teens and okay, this is how I'm going to coach, coach my teen on this, which we'll get to in a minute. But you're saying that the best way, at least the, the first way to attack this is they need to get better at doing this themselves because they are on display for their kids. All the time. It's, we, the, the parenting is the hardest job. There's not a close second. And you are on display 24-7, 365. And if we forget that, we have these lapses and, and we can model some really bad things, but that's part of being a parent. Bouncing back from those mistakes is probably the more important thing for your kids to see. If you blow up, how do you bounce back after you blow up? 
because then they see you struggle with emotional regulation and then they see how you get it back. So if you're driving along in the car and this is happening, you're a driver's ed teacher, so you probably don't ever blow up when people do stupid things on the road. But I know for me, that's one of the most challenging situations where my emotions get fired up. Somebody cuts me off, I get emotional. Somebody does something dumb, I get emotional about it. And if my daughter's in the car with me, I, it hits me, I'm like, crap. I'm modeling poor emotional regulation. And so sometimes I will coach myself out loud just to model how do you handle it when emotions get big and you struggle with it. Because <laughs> we yep. all do this. Well, it's, it's not easy to do. And I think if, if, you're, if you are a parent who is, you know, frequently has emotional mm-hmm. outbursts, this is going to be a challenge. Big challenge. Where would you start with, with the parent working on themselves? So awareness is, is always a great place to start. As a parent, just being aware of what are the situations that make me get emotional what are the emotional regulation skills that I've been modeling for my teen right now? Step back from yourself and look and say, how have I been responding? And this is when, when you have, if your teen comes home from a practice, whatever they're in, and they're frustrated at the coach, they're frustrated with teammates, your emotional response sets the tone for their emotional response. They might come home and be really fired up and angry And if you jump in and you get angry with them, now you're perpetuating that. But if they come home and they're angry and you're like, oh, that sounds really tough. Tell me more about it. And your emotional response is more opening and accepting of what they're feeling. Then you get them to engage their emotions and talk through it. But that starts with awareness. As a parent, I have to be aware of what my triggers are. And if I know that my son or daughter's coach makes me a little edgy, Just knowing that can help me when they come home and they're upset about something the coach has done. I have to really manage my emotions well in that situation. Awareness is the first big step. How are you responding in certain situations? All progress starts with the truth. Yes, it does. That's a great phrase. I love that. And it's super applicable with emotional regulation. We got to look in the mirror as parents and be like, how am I responding? And sometimes that's not going to be a fun question to ask. (laughs) I'm laughing because I, I, yeah, my wife helps call me out on it. And that's, that's what good spouses do, good partners do. Uh, but just being honest about where you're at. So from a coaching standpoint, coaching with an asterisk, coaching from coaching as a life coach for mm-hmm. your teens, not necessarily a sports coach, how do you begin? You, we begin with modeling. Yep. I mean, you've got to, you, you've got to, to pave the way and set the example. If your teen is very emotional and gets upset during performances, when's the best time to discuss this with them? When is the best time to bring help them to start becoming aware of the situation? I love models. And one of the greatest models I've heard, um, Dr. Siegel has written several great parenting books. If you ever want to grab grab anything good to help as a parent. I highly recommend his books. But he talks about an emotional, a a hand model of the brain. And I know you can't see this because we're not on video with with our podcast yet, 
But if you picture the thumb folded into the middle of the palm as the emotional center and then the fingers folded over the top as the thinking part of the brain, when our thinking part of the brain goes offline and it flips up, now our emotions are in the driver's seat. And this helping our kids get their lid back on, get their thinking brain back online, we have to we have to meet their emotion with regulated behavior. If my teen comes to me and she's super fired up emotionally, if I get fired up emotionally too, we have a problem. The best thing I can do is make sure that when they're coming to me with emotion, I am responding with thoughtfulness and mindfulness. And that's one of the skills that helps here is can I be calm to their storm? Because that's when they see what emotional regulation looks like. So if I'm going to deal, and, and I think I think the oblique approach here works better. Coming in, if you meet it head on, you're often going to trigger the emotions rather than helping them diffuse them. It's almost better to wait for them to get emotional about something and then make sure that you don't get emotional about the, what they're emotional about. So my daughter comes home, she's fired up about something that happened at school today, and I need to be the stoic, if you will, where it's like, wow, that sounds like it's really challenging you. Tell me more about that. Where I can hit a, a, a plateau of just being neutral and just accepting that emotion and then diffusing it and passing the, the energy back to her as more of a calm, neutral type of emotion. And then if she continues to be emotional, I continue to, to bring that back. If your kids come home and they're, they're late and it turns into a yelling match, both people have gotten emotional and it's not going to progress. If they come home though and you can be neutral, even if their emotions get engaged, you can still stay in the game as a parent. Does that answer your question okay? Yes. And I, I was just thinking about a great teamwork opportunity here. If, you have, if you're a parent who does get you yourself get really emotional. You, I mean, sometimes I frequently hear from the spouse that, oh, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's crazy. Or, <laughs> oh, she's like, I don't even want to sit by her. She's, you know, uh -huh. she's crazy. And I just think this is a great opportunity for a parent that wants to make a change that if you were to open up and discuss this with your teen and just be honest, be a little vulnerable and say, I don't really like this. I know you don't like it. No. I know your, your father, your mother doesn't like it. And I want to work on this. I, it's I quite possible that. the teen who maybe is the same way might say, well, yeah, oh. you know, I, I do this too. If you, if you have two parties that are interested in improving this, they could actually help each other by both becoming aware of the situation and then coming up with some strategies of how they could help one another. Do, do you realize how next level what you just suggested is? Like, are you, are you even slightly aware of how, how profound what I you do, just said was? I don't, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. Okay, well, I'm going to get, put me on the nerd <laughs> clock because here's what, the power of what you just said because if, and, and this is how you can also work. Remember, we talked about the oblique approach to helping your kids yes. deal with their emotions. Can you define oblique? It's the angle that you come in at. If you go it's head like, on, it's a problem. 
But if you come in on a shallow angle, which is what I mean by oblique, you can address the issue without creating the confrontation. Right. And so as a parent, if I go to my teen and say, hey, you've been in the car with me. I get really frustrated with these other drivers. And I know that my kid struggles with getting frustrated with other things too. But if I go to them with a very similar problem and I say, look, you know, I get frustrated with that. How would you help? What would you do to help me in this situation to manage my emotion better? And I'm inviting them to coach me on it. But in doing so, they're going to create suggestions and they're going to internalize those suggestions. And now they're training themselves how to manage their emotions better as well. Very next level move. I love what you said. That's that's a part. Replay that part again. Wind this back two and a half minutes. Listen to what Steve just I'm, said. I'm about to get emotional. Fire it away. <laughs> I love it. Emotions should be engaged and we love them. Yeah, we're not going to suppress them. No, <laughs> no suppressing. So when do you, what emotions should we encourage? I think all emotion. I, emotions, it's the human experience. We need, the, we need the anger sometimes to pop up to understand the opposite of anger, where we're totally at peace and calm. Because sometimes it's that angry feeling that teaches us how to enjoy the peace when it's there and appreciate that more. It's the sadness that makes us appreciate the happiness and the joy. It's the triumph that helps us to overcome the trauma, the opposition. And this is why emotions, we, if you stuff, I think it's Brene Brown that says, you can't selectively numb. And if I try to stifle my negative emotions, guess what I stifle unintentionally? All my positive good. ones yeah. as well. So I think embracing the emotion is, is actually a really, really good thing. Um, I want to end with, again, uh, just a little creative corner, creation corner, and continue parents. You recognize the things you do well. Understand that you being emotional is not a problem. We're not trying to call you out and saying you need to be unemotional in what you do. Embrace where you're at in your journey. Your creation, your next creative step is increase your awareness. Where are you at in your emotional journey? And then ask yourself, how can I use where I'm at to help elevate my teen's ability to handle their emotions too? And work on developing that strategy. And this will help you be a better emotional coach for them as you learn to emotionally coach yourself. And so I think that's what I'd love to see the parents create out of what today. Would you add anything to that? I don't think I can add anything to that. I just think of the collective good that would will happen amongst all those households and all those yeah. families and all these uh, young teen athletes and performers. Yep. That if, if this were to happen, if everybody was just to improve their emotional regulation oh, just a little how, bit. How much better would the world and I think, be? I think momentum would be created because the results would be so good that it would just, it, it would start to snowball. Love that. Love how you talked about momentum there. Parents, we admire you. We appreciate you for taking your time to listen to us today on the Stop Parenting, Start Coaching podcast. As always, if you are interested in downloading some free tools to help you manage these emotions a little bit better, the QOC, the communication ring, the triple E toolkit, all of those are going to help you as a parent learn how to recognize and engage your emotions in a more beneficial way and then help your kids. Go to createtransformbecome.com and look to download some of those free resources. Email us if you have any questions, createtransformbecome at gmail.com. We'd love to hear about your journeys and just know you've got support. You're not in this alone. 
and we admire you so much for what you do. Thanks for being with us on the Stop Parenting, Start Coaching podcast today. You are the MVPs. On behalf of Steve Galley, I'm Nate Crandall, and we thank you, our loyal listeners, for tuning in to this episode. If you love what you're learning from the Stop Parenting and Start Coaching podcast, we would appreciate it very much if you would leave us a five-star review and some glowing comments. We also encourage you to share this episode with your friends and family who are parents of athletes and performers. And if you want to explore further and see what Steve and I are creating to help thousands of parents, athletes, and performers, please visit our company's website at createtransformbecome.com. That's createtransformbecome, all one word, .com. There you'll find a growing number of resources to help you elevate your performance. Thank you again for your support, and we encourage you to create a magical relationship with your athlete and performer.